You found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Welcome back to Live Exceptionally, where we equip people with keys and tools to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is purposeful, focused, and blessed. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Also, stay connected with us at elisi.org. I am so excited. In this week's episode, uh, we speak about Songs of Perseverance. This is a new book of devotions for those with chronic illness, and it's written by Minister Amanda Hughley, and I'm so excited uh, to have her with us uh, today on today's episode. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here, and it's an honor um, to be here talking with the incredible Dr. Yvonne Thompson. <laughs> awesome. Well, before we get started into our discussion, uh, could you just pre briefly share about yourself and a bit about your uh, ministry? Sure. So um, I am first and foremost a wife to my husband, Jonathan. Um, today is actually our anniversary. We're celebrating 11 years. Um, I'm also a mother. Um, right now, I am a stay-at-home mom of Elijah, who is seven, and Micah, um, who is 20 months, he'll be two in August. So that is my life right now, my family, which I consider an absolute privilege. Um, before I was a family woman, my background was in counseling. So I worked for various nonprofits with youth around the city of Chicago. Um, my ministry though, uh, primarily my focus is ministering to believers with chronic illnesses. But I always like to say kind of as this umbrella that um, I'm really speaking to anyone who is dealing with suffering and kind of helping guide people through that suffering and what it means and what it looks like for us as followers of Jesus. Amen. That's awesome. I um, love the title of your book, Songs of Perseverance, because perseverance is one of my mantras in terms of just all the things that when I think about that I've gone through in life, it is a theme. I feel part of my story of just persevering through hardship, difficulties, um, any type of thing that the enemy would throw at us, the importance of just plowing through and continuing to perseverance. And so can you talk about what prompted you to write your devotional book? So I, when I began writing, um, I actually had just come through what I would probably say uh, the most difficult year of my life. Um, not only was my own health kind of going in a tailspin, but um, my husband 
was diagnosed with something that uh, was very scary and had to have many operations. And um, so it was just a very difficult time. And I remember just being at the end of my rope um, and just like, okay, I'm just going to give up. But what happened is I had a God encounter in that moment, and he really began to speak to me about submission and about walking in obedience. And he kind of gave me this option. Are you going to um, submit to my will and walk with me and do um, what I've called you to do? Or are you going to try to do things your own way? Um and so I chose the path of submission that night. I truly gave uh, my my life to God. And a couple months later, once things had kind of settled down and my health was a little bit better and my husband had recovered, um, I just sat down and began writing. I wrote every single day. Um, I actually ended up writing a couple of devotions. I just had so much and I had to get it all out. Um, but because of what I had just gone through and kind of the hopelessness and the isolation that I felt as I was dealing with things in my own body, I really pressed into this book. Um, and so I wrote it. I wrote it in three months, uh, I think closer to two, which was crazy when I look back on it. Um, I, I finished it. I got it edited. And then it sat. And it sat for almost five years before God allowed me to release it. So that's kind of the background of the book. That's amazing. I do feel like a lot of times the biggest things or biggest accomplishments that we end up doing come as a result of some type of suffering or yeah. trial that we go through. Yeah. Similar even with um, my book, I got the idea, but that it was, it was probably about four or five years before I actually uh, did something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that is uh, an amazing story. So can you share a little bit about how did you come about the title, uh, Songs of Perseverance? Again, I love that title. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's funny. I think I act I had the title before, like right away when I started writing. Um you know, the, the devotional is actually based on um, the books of Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. Um, initially, I went all in on the Psalms. So the majority of the book um, is based on scriptures from the Psalms, and that is often referred to as a book of songs. And so that's where the songs part came from. And again, you know, this perseverance, as believers, we're called to persevere. Um but there's this extra level, this extra calling to really push through, to persevere through um, your illness. Should you be diagnosed with a chronic illness or any type of illness, really, that um, there is something that you need within to kind of push through that, to get whatever God has for you in the season that you have to go through. I think that is so uh, important when you talk about push. And one of the things that I've always kept a part of when I'm having difficulty, the acronym uh, PUSH, and that the P stands for prayer, praise, and perseverance. Uh, it's so important that whole bit about perseverance. Uh, but even when you talk about the song, songs of perseverance, sometimes I feel like 
even when we're when we're going through and things are so difficult and it just we feel like giving up we feel like that we have no more strength no more energy uh, there's nothing left to give we don't feel like praying we don't feel like reading our word but a song that we can sing a song sometimes and sometimes we may not want to sing but listening to a song yeah. listening to praise and worship how that can be motivating, inspiring, encouraging, and empower us to keep going, to keep pushing, to keep, yeah. praying, to keep praising, and to keep persevering. Yeah, I think, and then that's, I, I love the way you put it, because when we think about music and how it affects us as people, but how it affects us deeper as believers who worship, and there are songs that can allow us to kind of be in the place that we are you know i think about um this the you know like psalms of lament like or just if we go to the secular like there are songs sometimes where you're like okay i know this song will make me cry i need a good cry let me just turn this on and get it out um but then there's also like you said those songs that just allow us to continue to get what we need and to keep moving forward and you also, um, not to get sidetracked, but you have a book called Lament. Uh, do you want to talk briefly about that? Yeah, just briefly. Um, so I have a song called The Gift of, uh, a book, sorry, called The Gift of Lament. Um, and it was just an ebook that I wrote because I realized that a lot of people were unfamiliar with the concept of lament that is often, you know, kind of skipped over um, for, for various reasons. But I wanted to just kind of put a publication out there that would allow people to just kind of get their feet wet, just show them what it is, how it's laid out in the Bible, how we see it in the Bible, and then how we can implement it in our own lives. And I believe that that is a key part of being able to persevere through something like chronic illness as well. Amen. Uh, we might have to have you back so you can talk about that specifically. <laughs> I'd love to come back. You know, I love talking about Lament. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what do you think is the biggest struggle for people with uh, chronic illness or any type of acute suffering? Sure, sure. I think that when we're generally talking about uh, enduring chronic illness, the hardest part is the uncertainty, not knowing what the next day will bring, not knowing um, what the next month will bring, not knowing if we're going to feel well enough to attend certain ac activities. Um, feeling like you're missing out on things. So I think in general, anyone who suffers from chronic illness has to navigate that. But also um, for those of us who follow Jesus, it's just a test of faith. Um, every day you have to wrestle um, with your own unbelief. And you first have to kind of wrestle with God about why he would allow you to go through what you are going through. And that pops up again throughout your illness, depending on, you know, what happens. Um, but daily, you have to say, today I'm going to trust God, especially for people who deal with chronic pain. Then it is really a none of me, but all of you, not my strength, but yours. Amen. Uh, that is awesome. Um, and that last bit that you said about not my strength, but your strength. Uh, because again, when we're going through things that are so hard, and I remember my mother, um, she they diagnosed her with a terminal illness, and a lot of the pain that she was in, 
uh, for several months uh, before she passed on. You know, it's like, what do you say? How do you help someone that even in the midst of saying we're believers and we trust God and we believe in the power of healing, when a person is experiencing physical pain, you know, we, there's different levels and different types of pain. You can have emotional pain. Uh, you can have spiritual pain in a sense and physical pain. And, you know, that physical pain, it, you can have painkillers and you can pray for someone. But, you know, sometimes I'm just like, Lord, like, what, what do I do? How do I, how do I, you know, help this person with navigate uh, what they're experiencing? Uh, and, you know, I believe in the power of healing and I believe that God can divinely heal someone at the same time when that person is going through, you know, it, it's, if there's suffering, like none of us can really imagine unless we have actually yeah. experienced it. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about yeah. power of healing and its relationship mm-hmm. uh, to hope and offering people hope? Yeah. Um, so, so I, you know, I, I'm with you. I believe in the divine power um, of healing. And I think when I think about healing, um, my mind goes to God's sovereignty and him being all powerful. And if we truly believe that he is um, God, if we believe that he is sovereign over all of our circumstances and he is all powerful, then embedded in that belief is the belief he can heal, right? I think the dissonance occurs when we consider that his sovereignty looks different according to his will, right? So, um, and you know, different believers and different denominations have different thoughts on this and they, they move and they learn according to, you know, that thought, that, that opinion. Um, but I, I really believe that God will miraculously heal some and he will not for others. And that is according to his will. It's according to his omnipotence and his sovereignty. Um, and so because of that, I always maintain, um, the belief that he will heal people. And I, I, I believe that for myself. Um, but I also know that for me personally, he has given me the assignment to minister through my pain. And until that assignment is over, which it could be the rest of my life, um, I'm okay with that because that is where I am in my relationship with him. But others, it may be immediate. Others, it may be a few years. And But in that time, he is doing something right? There's something that he wants to happen within that, um, according to his will. So I think that, you know, when we talk about hope, I always emphasize that our hope is not to be placed in the healing. Um, our hope is not to be placed in a certain situation or a thing or God shifting things, but our hope is simply supposed to be placed in God. Right. Um, in in Roman Romans, um, Paul talks about like persevering. He has like this chain of things like persevering, um, endurance and all of this actually leads to hope. But then that hope never puts us to shame. Um, 
And if you notice there, he's not talking about hoping to avoid the suffering. The suffering has its purpose because it's producing the hope that is needed. Um, and that hope is in God's glory. So I think, and this is where kind of I minister from, that when we take the focus off of our conditions, um, take the focus off of our illnesses, take the focus off of whatever we're, we're going through in that moment, um, and we put it back on God, then he's able to do what he really wants to do in that season. Um, and, and what I found, not only for myself, but as I talk to others, there is usually um, the inner work that needs to be done through us. Um, and so I believe that he knows that if he heals us in the conditions that we're in, we're still going to be miserable, right? That we'll learn that it wasn't really the illness that was the issue. It wasn't really the circumstances that were the issue. It was a lack of trust in God. It was a luck, uh, lack of being able to find peace um, in God. It's a lack of true joy, like we're finding our happiness in things and in circumstances, but do we really have the joy of the Lord? And so when we go through these circumstances, he's wanting to impart those things within us so that when he does heal, if he does heal, um, the, the, the joy and the peace will still be maintained. But also in that, then, if you have possessed this joy, possessed this peace, this trust, then even if you have to continue to endure, it will remain intact. Um, so that is what I really try to impart in people. Find God in this. And if the healing is a part of his will, the healing will come. But you want to make sure that you are being obedient and that you are allowing him to truly do what he wants to do in your life. Amen. I, I really like when you talk about uh, joy. This is something that I teach on as well, that when we look at joy, joy, it's not an emotion. It's actually an apost a posture. It's a fruit of the spirit. But it's a posture that we have regardless of circumstances. So whether right. things are good, whether things are bad, regardless of how difficult things are, our ability to find joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. Joy, the, the posture that we have in him, the position of hope, of confidence, of trust, of dependence on him, regardless of what it looks like or feels like externally to us that it's the joy of the Lord that gives us strength. That whether my situation changes or whether yeah. my situation does not change, I still have joy. That's yeah. what's in power. That's my my engine that's keeping me going yeah. is that the joy that I trust him. He's sovereign uh, regardless yeah. of our circumstances. So I think that that is uh, so on point with what you're saying. And certainly, you know, some people believe in divine healing and they say it's always God's will to, to heal. Uh, so there's debate back and forth. Yeah. But I think the crux of what you're saying, uh, definitely around our posture, finding God in the situation, I think that's so powerful and it, it's so true. And it leads me to, you know, the what, next thing that I wanted to talk to you about, you know, that my... Um, theme for my ministry is rest and yeah. finding rest both physically and spiritually that we're living a balanced life 
And yeah. so given my focus on spiritual and, phys and physical rest, you know, I think this hope for chronic illness ties closely uh, to yeah. that, that how can a person rest in God without yeah. worry, stress, anxiety, and feeling overwhelmed when facing yeah. life-threatening circumstances or terminal illness or anything that a person is acutely suffering? How can they yeah. find rest? Can they find rest? Yeah. From that. Well, so I wanted to thank you first. Um, just personally, you know, your book, I think it was last year when I first read it. Um, the shift in my mindset helped me personally tremendously, but it also helped me in my ministry kind of a framework to come from because I find that a lot of people tell people a chronic illness is to rest, but it just seems like a task versus having that foundation, that biblical foundation. Um, so I just wanted to thank you for that. But the answer is, of course, yes. Like, um, <laughs> and that to me, it's not only like, a, can we rest? It's a definitely, absolutely, positively should rest. Um, you know, with myself and, you know, many people that I talk to, when you are dealing with something like a chronic illness, it becomes almost this, I want to say like instinct that you want to prove to yourself or prove to others that you can just continue going. Like if you don't stop, if you don't allow your illness to tell you that you need to sit down and rest, then maybe you're not so much of a victim. And so what we'll end up doing is just like going, 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 like I'm going to power through this illness isn't going to hold me back. And then we hit a wall and then we don't have the option. Then our bodies physically cannot move. They physically cannot continue to function at that level. And so we're forced to rest. And that can be with anyone. Um, you know, you don't have to have an illness to realize that eventually if you don't rest, you're going to hit that proverbial wall. But I think also like on the on the spiritual side of it, we have to be able to step back um, to enter like the Sabbath and like truly allow ourselves to breathe and just be in that space. Because what it does for me and what I believe it does for all of us is that it allows us to be more aware of God's grace. And how he can, you know, like this is something that you talk about, allow God to be the provider, allow God to do the things um, that we think that we have to manage. And if we can practice that rest and see that God has that taken care of, well, maybe I don't have to push so hard during the rest of the week, because if he took care of me when I was sitting still, he can take care of me for this little thing. I don't have to push all the time. I don't have to prove myself that God is going to be there. So. And no, I think that is so good. Um, and also, you know, when we talk about resting, it's not something that's immediate. It's a, it's a process yeah. that we have to yeah. walk out. And I know whether I'm going through acute suffering or not, we're, you know, every week brings something where we have yeah. to have that every day. Yes. Yes. You have to lean into him and saying, Lord, where are you? What are you doing? How are you moving in this circumstance? And how can I 
just rest in you. And for me, even though I wrote it, I have to go back, remind myself. Yeah. Like, yes. Right. I need you and I need you to help me uh, yeah. release stress, release anxiety, release frustration, release heaviness, you know, and just yeah. rest in you with what your purpose is. Yeah. Like you know, one thing I, I'm not a, my background is accounting and I can be very technical, <laughs> black and white. And I'm very, uh, as they say, type A personality driven. <laughs> and uh, I'm not a nurse, you know, so mm-hmm. like even when my mother was sick, my my sister and other members of my family, they do better with that. Mm-hmm. You want somebody to pray, I will intercede, yeah. will, you know, stay overnight and, and stand in the gap. But when I see that there's even a hint of blood, I'm making a beeline. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I can't handle it. Um, but what do you think? And so for me, supporting my mother uh, yeah. during those times was for prayer, you know, getting a, a prayer chain, a 24-hour prayer chain, people interceding for her uh, days at a time uh, when the doctors kept saying and we were believing for a different outcome. Uh, what do you think is the best way to support those navigating a chronic illness? Oh, wow. This is, so this is a loaded question. Um, you know, every person needs something different, but I think the first step is the question you ask, um, asking someone, whoever it may be, how can I best support you through this? Um, because oftentimes it is just more of a, a matter of being seen and heard. So maybe I don't need you to do anything tangibly. I just need to know that you see me, that you understand that I have an extra need or, you know, I might need a little bit of support. And that is so reaffirming because I alluded to this earlier, the isolation is so real. And that is what really gets to you. Not only is it, you know, often a physical thing that sometimes we're unable to just do um, the same activities but also mentally you feel like no one really understands what you're going through. You you know, people don't understand, like you said earlier, what it's like to be in pain day after day. And so mentally you just become isolated. And so just to have someone say, I see you, um, I understand if you need anything. Um, I think also is to just have that kind of knowledge that functioning doesn't necessarily happen on the same level. So oftentimes, we may have to pull back or cancel or not attend something. So just um, understanding that that's never personal. It's always just us having to balance taking care of ourselves. Um, and oftentimes we have to prioritize things and, and, and it's difficult for us. Um, so just having that understanding that our lifestyles may just look a little bit different. And man, I, I like when you say that we should just ask. You know, yeah. and what because what works for one person may not work for another. You know, sometimes I remember people going to the hospital and just being there and yep. sitting there, and it's just like you know, you it's time for you to go. <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe you know you overstayed your welcome. You know, she's yeah. tired or she's yeah. Um, so I, I think that's good. Uh, yeah. So, what would you say are your closing remarks? Uh, and what? Any last thing that you'd like to share um, before we go? 
Um, I, I, I really just want to encourage anyone who is maybe dealing with an illness. Um, for those of us with chronic illnesses, we know that the journey to diagnosis is arduous, um, that you may have something going on in your body and you don't know what it is yet. You're trying to figure it out. But in the meantime, you have a lot of questions for God and your faith is being tested. And I just want to encourage anyone who is experiencing that um, to continue to keep your eyes on God, that um, his grace is truly sufficient. And when we are weak, that is when his strength is made perfect in us. So um, continue persevering, continue looking to God, continue holding on to believing that he can heal, but also believe at the same time that he will give you joy, that he will give you peace, that he will give you everything you need, even in the midst of your worst times. And um, look, you are not alone. That's that's a huge part of being able to persevere. You are not alone in this. God sees you. There are other people who are in the same fight as you. So um, continue to stay encouraged and um, just continue to have hope. So. Amen. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for uh, being Thank you. We have to have you back. Um, let's talk about meant because I think that is a, a powerful uh, teaching as well. Well, uh, that's all the time that we have for this week's episode. Tune in next week for another episode of Live Exceptionally. Do not forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred platform. And stay connected with us at elisi.org. Enjoy the rest of your week and have an amazing weekend. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week, we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.